0: what's going on everyone welcome back to guest friday i'm not your average boston sports podcast i am your host garrett hayden as always you can listen to our podcast on spotify and apple podcasts you can follow our socials on twitter and on facebook as i mentioned earlier this week we have a special guest uh, talking about the boston marathon my good friend scott bushy Scott is an athletic operations and fitness coordinator at uh, Wesleyan University, and uh, ran the marathon on Monday. Uh, Scott, what's going on?
1: Hey, Garrett, thanks for having me. Uh, still a little bit sore. I mean, it's 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 only been a couple of days now, and still feeling the effects of the the Newton Hills, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about. So, but all in all, feeling great, especially you know. Boston being such a lively city, especially at this time of year, um, you know, with the, the playoff runs and, and, of course, Marathon Monday, Monday and Patriots Day. So, yeah, excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Garrett. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, an exciting weekend, you know, with all the, the pro teams in action and then the marathon. So um, it's definitely always an exciting weekend around uh, the city of Boston. So this is not your first time running the marathon. Um, how many, how many times have you, have you run Boston?
1: So, no, this is not my first time. So I go back and forth, I say four or five. So in 2020, obviously when COVID hit, I ran the virtual Boston marathon. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure if you count that or you don't, but mm-hmm. I, I, did run that and, uh, the BAA put together, um, uh, a great virtual race and you could run it wherever you, wherever you were at the time. And, and so that year I actually ran the race on a, on a track. So I ran 109 and a half laps on a, on a quarter mile track. So, um, so that was, that was quite the undertaking, but so uh, my first Boston was in 2018 and I've run it every year since. So, uh, four or five Bostons, I've been on the course four times now. Okay.
0: So you're pretty, pretty experienced with this course, you could say.
1: I would like to say so, but let me tell you, every single year brings something new. Um, mm. Every single year, there's a more challenging part in, in in section of the course than the previous year. So every year is different. And uh, this year was was very different than than those previous three times I was on the course.
0: Sure. So um, is there is there a race that stands out to you the most for? For any reason. So, if you've run, you know, four or five times, is there one that kind of sticks out?
1: Yes. So, 2018 definitely comes to mind. Of Mm -hmm. course, that was my first Boston Marathon and Mm -hmm. was so happy to be doing such an iconic race for the first time. But Mm -hmm. I think a lot of Boston Marathon runners, if you ran in 2018, you would say that was your most memorable race. The weather that year was absolutely atrocious. It was pouring rain, freezing cold, wind up to, I think it was 20 miles per hour plus at your face. It was absolutely brutal. (laughs) I can remember leaving the hotel on Patriots Day, heading to um, a shuttle station to take me to Hopkinton the Athletes Village. And I walked outside the hotel room and just laughed. It was just comical how bad the weather was. So that one for me will always come to mind as the most memorable race. Mm -hmm. I hope there's not another race that has that bad of weather Mm -hmm. that, 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 that becomes the most memorable race. Um, Mm -hmm. so again, 2018 is, is, is the race that stands out to me the most.
0: Huh? That is, that is wild. See, I think, I think I remember that that year that I was like, you know, we have sometimes gone out to go watch the marathon, and I think that year we're like, "Yeah, I don't think so." But that's well, amazing! Wow,
1: I can remember again in Athletes Village, every single person had a garbage bag over there, you know, <laughs> over themselves and covering their their clothes, their 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 race outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you took it off right at the start, and you were instantly drenched. It was pouring, your feet were soaking wet, like from the first step of the race, it was, oh, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced before. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was amazing Mm -hmm. in all the worst and best ways. (laughs) Yeah. So,
0: um, you mentioned obviously in 2020, the race was virtual, you know, last year, it was in the fall, I believe. Um, So what was the atmosphere like this year for, you know, being the first one in April for, you know, a couple of years, 2019?
1: The atmosphere was amazing. I mean, it is every year, but this year, again, we haven't had it on Patriots day since 2019. So the city missed this, Um, you know, it was was great again having the Sox playing the morning of Patriots day Mm. and, and running into the city and, and in Fenway. I mean, that was, that was just something I missed even in, even in October when I ran it. Um, sure. So the city was, was, was back and they were back in full force and the entire course was lined. Um, hmm. The support out there this year was, was unlike I, unlike anything I've ever seen on course. Uh, but again, every year it's, 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 it's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's always the best support there is in a race, in my opinion. Um hmm. So everyone was just so happy to be back out there. The professional field was, was really deep. Um, You know, there were a lot of, uh, you know, sub-professional runners uh, that, you know, that wanted to come out and do it too. So the, the depth of the race was, was great. You know, we were back to full capacity in the race. Um, 30,000 runners were were registered and and towed the line in in Hopkinton and raced towards Boston. So um, yeah, the atmosphere was great and and the course support was great all the you know the the most iconic parts of the the course from you know hopkinton where that first mile or two is is straight downhill uh getting into to framingham and the the train station there oh that was packed i mean it was it was packed um and then you know get get to the stream tunnel at wellesley and uh they were they were so loud and that's that's a part of the course you can hear coming from a half mile away so again the support was just fantastic. And I found myself a lot of times pumping up the crowd and, you know, motioning them and and cheering them on to, to get behind me. And, um, you know, it was, it was so cool. It was, it was amazing.
0: That's really neat that you mentioned, uh, the crowd, because I was going to ask, um, when, when you're running the race, does this support help you to like stay motivated?
1: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, early on in the race in a marathon, you, you try to zone out a little bit and just find that kind of default pace. That's, you know, not, not too hard. You're, you're conserving a little bit of energy, but a pace that you can maintain for that 26.2. Um, and that's especially important in, uh, in Boston where the latter parts of the race are the, the hardest part. So, um, you know, so early on in the race, I try to, zone in and dial into the fans and just you know take that atmosphere in in the in the early going and then as i get to the latter parts of the race really dial in and and again when i need it i will motion to the crowd to like come on cheer a little louder and and help me get you know just one one mile further and you know another step further so um so yeah, I was, I was dialed into them early on. And, and then, um, you know, they helped me in those, those uh, ladder miles when it, it got tough for me, it certainly did this year.
0: So I was gonna ask like, what are, what are your favorite and like least favorite parts of the course, you know, in terms of like, what is the, maybe not what's easiest and what's most difficult, but like which parts of the course do you most enjoy? And then which ones are like, oh my God, here we go again.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so for me coming into it, I know where my, my family and friends will be. Um, everyone who knows me knows that I eat, sleep, breathe the Boston Marathon and I want to do it every single year mm-hmm. forever. Um, so they, they know that I'm running and will tell me where they're going to be. So I always love when you know, I, I get to that point in the race. Um, I had a couple of of teammates. I run a part of the Manchester running company, um, Mm -hmm. in in Connecticut here. I had a couple of teammates who were at mile seven and, and, you know, in that early, the early parts of the race, I was looking forward to seeing them at seven. Um, but I was, I was surprised to see people I knew even before then who, who cheered out my name and, um, you know, I actually, I actually uh, grabbed water from, from someone I used to coach. And I didn't know that, that mm. she would, would be at the race and, and volunteering at the race. So, um, so whenever I can see someone, I know a familiar face, or even when someone just singles you out and says this year, my number was 474. When they single you out and say 474, you're looking great. Keep it up. Those are my favorite parts of the course. So anytime there's, there, there are people around and and, and you know, cheering you on specifically, it's, it's, it's great. Um, but you know, for me, if, if we're going to talk about the, the, um, you know, the hardest parts of the race or the easiest parts of the race, you know, again, the first few miles are are downhill. Um, and if you, if you train properly and, and get some downhill running in and you're training, you can, you know, you can work well, you know, in those early, early miles, but, um, if you don't, it's really going to take a toll on your, your quads and your lower legs. So, um, it all, it all depends on what your training was like before then. And, mm-hmm. and again, if you weren't getting, if you weren't preparing for those downhills, then come to those uphills and in new in, in Newton, um, it's going to be hard. And and so that's always the hardest part of, mm-hmm. of the race. Um,
0: sure. So, um, talking about kind of the the training routine when you are, you know, training for this race, what does your routine involve typically?
1: Yeah, so for me, I always like to map out my my training plan prior to um, any any buildup for a marathon. And so what I like to do when preparing for the Boston Marathon is, is have it be specific to the Boston Marathon, uh, you know, with it being uphill and downhill and rolling, Basically the entire way. Um, there are some flat sections in the middle, but uh, you know I like to mimic that in my training. So incorporating those those hills into my my workouts and just on my easy runs. Um, mm-hmm. So I mapped that out all prior to you know, have some target workouts that I like to do in my, in my buildup, but again, trying to mimic as best as I can, what I'm going to experience on race day, which again is, is a lot of Hills, mm. um, a lot of varying paces. So, you know, one mile, um, for instance, I, I did an on and off workout where one mile was a little bit slower the next mile was a little bit faster than my specific marathon pace that I was aiming for again because in Boston you're gonna run um, so for me my overall pace this year was 550 so you're gonna run some miles that are faster than 550 and some miles that are slower than 550 so just getting used to that and the training is is what I like to do um, and so th- that's that's how I like to uh, map out my training when I lead up to it. But I mean, I've been training for this for about, um, you know, three, four months. I mean, the calendar turned to 2022 and, you know, that day I, I, you know, put together my Excel spreadsheet and my workouts and the mileage I wanted to run leading up to it. And so it's been a, you know, three to four months, um, you know, build, just, just getting ready for, for this one, one race. Mm-hmm.
0: Is there, is there anything that you have learned, in your training, uh, from like previous year, previous like races.
1: Yeah. So what I would say to that is that it's never going to be perfect. So again, I map out my training, but when you get into it, you have to realize that you're going to throw it away at, at certain points in time, you're not going to hit the target workouts that you want it to hit. You may not be running those target workouts at the pace you thought you'd be running them at. Um, so the one thing I've really learned is that your training plan is, is going to change. And what's most important is having that flexibility to really work through that. So for me, um, you know, this training plan was, was, was actually going pretty well. I mean, my, my block was going really well. I was hitting all those workouts, doing all these great things. And then unfortunately about, five weeks ago I got COVID and, you know, I had to scratch some of the workouts that I had. Um, You know, my plan just to hit a certain mileage total, I I had to scrap it all. Mm -hmm. Um, And then getting back from COVID, I had to adjust. I mean, I had to, to cut back a little bit and tweak some things here and there. And, um, you know, I actually had to take some time off. So I had further evaluations just to make sure I was ready to go for Boston. So Mm -hmm. It didn't go to plan, but however it goes, you just need to keep the mindset that it's going to go, um, you know, the way it's supposed to go. And you just try to stay level-headed through it all because, again, it's not going to go to plan.
0: Sure. So I was very curious about asking you about what your routine is like the night before the race or like the day of and like what is what does that look like?
1: Yeah. So the night before Boston. So. It depends on the year where I stay. So this year I stayed in, in Framingham. Um, if anyone knows the, the Sheridan off the Mass Pike, the castle looking hotel. Mm -hmm. So I stayed there this year. Um, again, wasn't too sure that I'd be running the marathon just with COVID. So I canceled my hotel that was in the city. And then the night before the marathon, I I, I booked a room in, 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 Framingham. And so stay to the Sheridan, um, and, one thing that I like to do before every big race of mine is I like to go out with, you know, my family, specifically my parents and, um, my fiance or, you know, anyone else that's there supporting me, um, just to kind of, you know, keep the mood light and not to think and, and, and stew upon like the race tomorrow, really all the preparation had been done and anything, you know, the overthinking that I could have done leading up to the race wasn't going to help me on race day, so. I like going out to dinner with them um, you know the 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 dinner before it. i mean it it varies but there's usually pasta's usually a part of it um, mm-hmm. you know I've dabbled with I've dabbled with some uh, salmon I I do like salmon and broccoli and rice um, but what I like to do in training is is practice that. So before I workout the night before I usually have the meal that I want to have the night before Boston and so I practice with it to see how my stomach reacts. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing is I just don't want to be doing something for the first time before Boston. So mm-hmm. I practice it in training and um, so that's the night before I'm pretty good at sleeping the night before a marathon. A lot of people say like oh, I stay up thinking about it when I hit my when my head hits the pillow I'm I'm out and I can sleep through the night. And so the next morning I do get up early. I do get excited early on. So I was up at five this year, just ready to go. And, and, um, but I mean, it gave me time for my body to wake up and, and kind of get the system, the system going. Um, so I wake up early and, uh, my meal in the morning, which again is a big thing. You don't want to eat anything that's going to affect you throughout the 26.2. Um, it's always oatmeal and a banana, Mm. Always, always, always. That will never change for me. It works for me. Mm-hmm. I'll have my coffee too, just a cup of coffee, not too, too much. Um, uh, you know, I obviously rehydrate. You lose a lot of water while you sleep. So I, I like to rehydrate, um, you know, right when I get up too. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm a worry wart too. So I get up early so I can make sure I have everything I need, everything zombie that I need. And mm. And especially Boston, you don't want to get to the start and realize, oh, no, I forgot this. Oh, no, I don't have that. Uh, So that's why another reason why I get up early and just kind of double and triple check everything. Uh, It's funny. In 2021, the October race, um, I tied my shoes way too tight before the start of the race. I took that first step and told the guy I was running with that's... and my shoes are just tied way too tightly and I'm going to be feeling this the entire race. And of course I did. And my, my feet were hurting me. So now a part of my routine the morning of is tying my shoes, thinking about my shoes being tied, maybe too tight, maybe too loose, doing it again, you know, double and triple tying them to make sure they don't get untied during the race. So sure. that's always a part of it too. Um, so yeah. It's, it's, it's the routine has evolved too, because again, leading up to Boston and, 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 you know, the morning of the races is very different than other races. You go to the high school in Hopkinton and then you walk about, it's almost about a mile down to the start. And so during that time, you know, I jog a little bit, I take off some of my, my, my clothes that, you know, that all gets, that all gets put aside and donated to charity. And so, um, so that's since become a part of it, you know, in the first year I didn't have enough clothes. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, so the, the, the routine is, is very specific to Boston to a degree, uh, but the food is always the same the night before kind of trying to keep the, the um, you know, the nerves down with, with dinner and hanging out with friends and family that, that all is, is the same.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I was uh, curious, and I probably should have
1: asked this question
0: earlier, um, but when things get challenging for you on the course, what um, what strategies kind of help you to kind of remain focused or whatever?
1: Yeah, so it depends on what you're going through in the time. So the one strategy that I've already talked about is is trying to dial in and zone into the fans and they're cheering and, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, maybe the, the sites around the the course. So, you know, again, really, really trying to dial into that instead of dialing into how I I necessarily feel. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, later on in the race, I'll dial into how I, how I feel. Um, but the, the one thing too, that I like to do is just kind of take it piece by piece. 26.2 miles is a long ways. Um, you know, a lot of people joke, I don't even drive that far. So yes, it is a long ways. So I try to take it mile by mile and even break it down further. If I need to, let me just get to that next light post. Let me try to catch up to that individual. Let me work with this individual who's next to me. Um, so that's the one thing too, about a marathon is that, you're with someone at all times, and I, I should say specifically Boston. There are thirty thousand people. You're with someone at all times, so um, you you help the people that are alongside of you. They help me. Um, so I remember this year, someone called me over and said, "Come on, run right next to me. Let's 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 run this next, next stretch together." And then someone was behind me saying. You have to thank your parents for this, but you're, you're big and you can block the wind very well. So thank them, thank them for me, uh, for that. So, um, so again, using, using the people that are around you, uh, is, is also one of those strategies, strategies that I use. I, I just like to, you know, make myself realize in the race that while I might be feeling bad at this point in time, or be feeling really good at this point in time, like that may not last um, things can change really, really quickly. So um it's just important to to kind of keep on keeping on and, and work through those those tough times. Do
0: you uh do you listen to music while you're running?
1: So I don't, no. Um, especially, you know, with it being Boston, with all those people out there yelling, mm-hmm. screaming. Um, I don't. I like to to hear all the sights or hear all the sounds and, and take in all the sights. Yeah. So I don't listen to music, no. Hmm.
0: So I'm I'm curious. Um, what would your advice be for someone uh, maybe wanting to run next year or in the future?
1: Get ready for those downhill miles. Um, you know, I think it's important to complement your running routine with some some strength training to really get those those quads and the calves ready for the downhill portion of the race. Um, so that would be my, my biggest piece of advice, but also to just enjoy it. Um, you know, I, I learned this year that not every, every opportunity to run is, is, um, you know, is, is certain and and there's really no certainty in this and things can be taken away and in a blink of an eye. So just enjoy it, especially when you get out there. Um, you know, take it all in. I mean, that was my biggest goal going into the race was just enjoy the experience. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I did that and, and, and got to the finish line in Boston, I was going to be happy, happy. So, um, just, just enjoy it.
0: So I wanted to ask you two more questions. The first one was, can you tell me a little bit more about the Manchester running company? Is that what you run for?
1: Yes. MRC for short. Okay. Um, So it's funny, in 2018, uh, we won the team title uh, for the Boston Marathon. So the way that works is three members of your team score points, and um, you go against all these other teams. So the Boston Athletic Association, the BAA, um, the Heartbreakers, that's another Boston team. They all put together... You know, they're they're star-studded teams and and they run the Boston Marathon and try to take that team title. So in 2018, again, the conditions were not favorable. A lot of people dropped out of that race, um, didn't perform um, up to what they thought they were capable of because of the weather. Obviously, it it impacted everyone. But for us, we got three guys um, to the finish line before, you know, those, those, those other teams. So Mm. they take your, your, your community, community score and, or I'm sorry, times you add them together and we had the best overall time. And so we Mm. won the team title and it's kind of a big deal because those, there are some really good teams out there, really, really, really good teams, like elite teams. And, you know, a little team in Manchester, Connecticut took the crown. Um, I wasn't one of the three scoring members. I was just outside of the, the the top three, I was in fourth, but, um, you know, it was certainly a team effort and, and, you know, I know two of the guys specifically ran together throughout the race and, you know, they were, they were training partners training for the marathon. So, um, yeah, so I run for MRC and, and so we, we have weekly training runs, you know, we get together for socials. It's just a community that's, um, you know comes together and and uh, around running and um, so it's a really supportive group that you know I'm, I'm fortunate to be to be a part of um, so but at the end of the day in 2018 we will always have those those bragging rights um, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty cool
0: that's really cool so um, the last question just tell me a little bit about what you do at uh, Wesleyan
1: yeah so this is now my my fifth year at 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 Westland or, or West, um, yeah. you know it's funny. So two of the alums here, two two high-profile, big-name alums, Ambi Burfa and Bill Rogers, both have won the Boston Marathon before. Um, you know, so it's funny. Last year, I was going back and forth with Bill Rogers, and if you're if you're, you know, a fan of running and you know the sport, you know, you know Bill Rogers. He's also known as Boston Billy. Uh, yeah. The city loves him. So. You know it's pretty cool be working at an institution like Wesleyan that has, um, you know, such big name runners. Jeff Galloway is also another big time runner. He really popularized the the walk run, um, you know, method of of training. So, uh, you know, what I do on a day to day is is um, different. I mean, it, my my day to day is very different. So I I can't really say what a typical day is, but really one of the biggest responsibilities that I have is just putting together our athletic opportunities for our student athletes. Um, so today this evening we have a lacrosse game actually against Garrett, our alma mater, Springfield college. Really? Wow. Yep. So I have to, you know, get the field ready, make sure our student workers are in place and, um, you know, make sure that everything is set and ready to go for the game officials, you know, visiting team, um, even our coaches so a lot goes into that so it's it's um you know that's that's the the biggest responsibility responsibility that I have on game days and also leading up to game days there's a lot of things that have to happen for for us to get ready for for those opportunities so um but yeah I do I do a lot of other stuff too I I coordinate our faculty and staff wellness program that we have here I do some student development programming, um, you know, the things outside of athletics that, that uh, you know, student athletes, um, you know, get to, get to be a part of. So on Marathon Monday, actually, I had to hurry home because we had a speaker presentation that I was fortunate enough to, to help coordinate, um, really talking about leadership. So that was, again, something that I, that, that I put on and uh, was a great way to kind of wrap up my, my Boston Marathon, Marathon Monday there. Um, but yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of other stuff too. Um, I, but I'm fortunate to be able to work here at and in the athletic department and, mm-hmm. you know, work with our community and specifically our student athletes. Uh, I've also had the opportunity to coach here cross country and track and field. So the next generation of Boston marathon runners, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like to think running is a lifelong sport and something mm-hmm. that you can do forever. Mm-hmm. And so when I was coaching and you know, again, still help out to this day, I like to instill that in the athletes that I coach. That's this is a lifelong pursuit. This is something that you should love, and um, yeah, the enjoyment is is the most important part of it. And I think we've now come full circle, Garrett. Because again, the, the biggest thing about Boston is just enjoying the experience. And yeah. again, that's that's part of what I like to do here at Wesleyan when I'm, when working with the student athletes. Hmm.
0: Well, that's that's great. Um, very very informative for what what you do over there. Um, great conversation really enjoyed uh having some time to talk about the marathon uh anything anything else you want to you want to mention
1: everyone be on the lookout for me 2023 can't believe that's coming up um i'll be back out there on the streets of boston so if you see me scott bushy cheer me on yell loud but don't just cheer me on cheer everyone on um Yeah. yeah hope to see you all out there next year Well, fantastic.
0: Thanks, Scott. We'll uh, be back with you guys with a new episode next week. Have a good weekend, everyone.
1: Thank you.